What's uh, what's going on? What's going what's on? What's going yo? on, y'all? I hey, we got a good episode today. I should say first, welcome to the Retro Time Podcast. With Derek and Jeremy. Derek and Jeremy. What's up? All right. We got that little official intro, but I feel like we need to we need to say that more. I don't know. I just, yeah. you know, it's one of those things. Welcome to the We're Retro important. Time Podcast with your host, yeah. Derek Siebert and Jeremy Miller, yeah. where we talk about software and we look back on our long careers, mm-hmm. our long, illustrious careers. And we look and great. And we look really great because of the wonderful lights and the fancy wide-angle lens and all those things. And what's that poofy thing on the that's mic? That's a poofy thing, that poofy thing on the mic. You know what that's called, Derek? Tell me about it. It's called a dead cat. Love which to is hear it. weird. It's a weird thing to call it. I mean, it, looking at it, um, it doesn't look dead. It doesn't look dead. It looks like a little live. It looks doesn't even look like a cat. <laughs> it doesn't even look like a cat. Maybe maybe normal <laughs> ones are bigger. Cat. Yeah, I don't know. know. I, it's a funny. It's a tiny little cat. Yeah. What are those little things? Uh, trebles. It's like a tribble. It looks like a, it looks like a tribble. tribble. Not a treble. Yeah. A tribble. I should have known that. I'm ashamed. Treble with tribble. Treble All right. with the tribbles. What are we talking anyway. about today, Derek? Derek, Derek, lay so it on today us. Today we're talking about something we like to call the coming storm. The coming storm. So, Jeremy, why don't you why don't you walk us through a scenario right. so, with this type to illustrate this situation? All right. So Derek and I, we built software. We work for a pretty big company, um, and um, there's what we call little storms every once in a while. Every little, once in a while. Sometimes it can be little rain showers. Yeah. Sometimes it can be a big old Category 5 hurricane. Mm-hmm. But essentially these are things that, um, the big old just events that are just the worst. They're not good. They're just like, oh, God. Dreadful Dreadful. Events. Like you, got, you know, it could be, I don't know, like a big meeting with a VP. You know, yeah. like you expected to go really well. That was just like a disaster. Um, essentially it, tests you didn't study for. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, tests you didn't study for. Yeah, there you go. So... You know, it could be, you know, we're going to talk a little about, uh, about um, some experience we've had, but we, you know, one of, the, one of the ways to avoid this is, you know, you want to be like a, a little weatherman. You want to be a meteorologist, right? And you got to gauge the, what is it that they call it? I should have, like... The I Doppler like, effect, the Doppler. baby. I should have looked this up before we started talking about yeah. this, so I knew, like, something meteorologists Beep. say. Beep. Uh, I just know than, that's the yeah, sound that yeah. the machine makes. Um, so, yeah, the, the, but there are these, the, these big, big, nasty surprises. Mm-hmm. That you just didn't didn't account for, but when you think about them and you do a retrospective, as we do in the Retro Time podcast, that's what we do. You you start to realize that there are things that you saw red flags that you could have avoided this awful dirty storm. You could have built yourself a little hut. You could have gotten some rain boots. You could have gotten an umbrella, Derek. Could have gotten one. You could have um, you know um, avoided these things, and so so that's what we're talking about today. The coming. Storm. Yeah. So, the situation we want to walk through is, uh, let's imagine you were, uh, you were having, uh, your strategic decision you had to make in your project. All right, so it's day 300 of your project. You have to make a strategic decision. Do I do this? Do I do this? And all your whole team, you feel like you're all on the same page. Then all of a sudden, you get an invite from a VP. A V. P. Yeah, I can so, say I can do that. I got the yeah. pop screen. Uh, P. Yeah, he can, he's got the P. pop thing. Ha! Oh, this guy. I love it. This is uh, <laughs> like a professional. I you don't know, have just, it's just having that in front yeah, of the just, mic. Oh man, I don't even so know this. you're you're in this you're having this meeting schedule and you're so nervous because you know that their strategy is very different than yours. But you didn't expect it. You didn't expect it. You didn't expect that's the thing. You thought what a surprise. In and you're like, oh yeah, this is going to be great. We're all on the same page. You get in, you realize what just happened wth wth what, w- what, J-H? Ju- what ju- just happened wjh 
So how do you fix it, though? That's the question. All right, so that's just one example. There's a lot of examples. I could think of a few. Um, a big release. Yeah. Right? A big release. Um, you know, obviously, Agile, we want to avoid that kind of stuff. But big corporations sometimes... You're, you're, you've been there before. Yeah, you know you have. There, there are also storms which you could not avoid. Potentially. Oh, you're right. Right. You're business, right. Big business, business change. I don't know. Uh, you get a new VP. You get a new executive. New uh, vision. Or they change your business entirely. They spin up a new sub business. Yeah. They split your business. So they shut down. Things. They shut down one of the one of the sites or something. Yeah. Now, that's obviously not something you could have avoided. Right. But it's still what I would consider a storm. Sure. It's a rainy day. Thunderstorm. It's a great cloud. You don't yeah. like that. Right. All right. So let's talk of a few. All right. So um, how do you know? How do you, what are some indications? Let's, let's take the example, like the big meeting, right? Because yep. that's the one, the big, the big meeting. And then I think we could probably talk about the other one that would be pertinent to our listeners, the product release. Yes. Right? Ooh, the product release. release. Uh, so the big business meeting, because before that, you, before you release, you got to have the big meeting with the VP. Oh, of course you do. Right? Yeah. Okay. So from experience... <laughs> Um, I'll say this. We, we um, have come across this scenario where um, we've got a team and the team you know, works pretty well together and um, you know, we have meetings on a regular basis and all these things and we get together with the VP. Here's our plan for a release and our you know, roadmap for the next year. And they're just like, huh? What? Say what? What? Say what? Um, and so then we go back and we look at it and you say, what are some indications? How could we have known this beforehand? What right. do we see? What do you think? Which some experiences in your I experience think that if you're not hearing from leadership very, very often, if you're not hearing from those leaders and getting clarity from them that they are on the same page, getting the vision directly from them, then it is probably you can't all you can never assume that people are communicating. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. that's the big thing. We tend to like to assume mm-hmm. that people are telling other people important things and yeah. getting on the same page. You can't do that. If mm-hmm. you see a problem like that, you got to reach out to those people, either give them the information or let them know mm-hmm. that they need to communicate more. Yeah. That, that's I think communication in that situation. So that communication situation I think is, is important. Big. And one of the things that I would say is it's up to everybody. It's is this is the responsibility of the manager and of the people beneath them to make sure that they're on the same page. This is yeah. very difficult to do if your manager is just like off doing other things. Right. And, you know, maybe that's something you couldn't avoid. Um, but even then, you know, it's, it goes with one of those other things we could maybe talk about how we can, it's unavoidable. You can't avoid that manager. You can't do anything about it, but you could change. But let's think, let's assume for a second that your manager is interested in, in, in this communication. Yeah. The one-on-one sync, mm-hmm. the one-on-one communication, right? One-on-ones, a regular sync every couple of weeks. To me, those are critical. And not just for these kinds of things, avoid the storm, but like, you know, just in general, but even in general, having them helps to avoid this large storm, right? It does. And so one of the things that I, I do all the time with my boss is regular sinks, regular catch-ups. Here's what I'm doing. Here's the things I'm having trouble with. Um, do you have any feedback for me? Do you feel like that's the right approach? What do you think? Um, am I handling it the right way? Could I handle it better? Um, I'm having trouble with these other people. Do you have any advice on how to handle them? A lot of times what I've found is my boss is very willing to go around somebody or something and help yeah. in some way. If they know yeah. that you're having this problem. Right. A lot of times we keep the problems to ourselves because sometimes we feel like it's an indication that we're doing mm-hmm. a bad job. It is not. Yeah. The people that are our managers, the people that are working with us, they're there to help us and they're there mm-hmm. to ensure that we don't have these problems. They're mm-hmm. ensure that the storm is as 
Yeah. Ensure that we have our raincoats on, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So what is what is some indication? Another indication, I would say, people um, asking questions when you're just like, huh? What? What do you mean yeah. you don't know? Um, it's one of those things you said it before, but I think it's really important is the assumptions. Yeah. Never, 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 never assume, especially if your manager or somebody has got a lot of other things that they're managing. So you true. cannot make the assumption that they know what you're talking about. Um, and, you know, I guess you walk a fine line kind of babying them and like but holding their hand or whatever. Maybe they get offended. But I would say it's better to do that than assume that they know what you're talking about. So yeah. that said, um, you know, you're in a meeting and you say, here's this thing. And they start to ask questions when you think it's like, wait a second. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. Mm. The chances are good. They're missing other things, too. Yeah. Right. And so it's really great to, you know, go after that meeting and follow up personally. Again, a one on one, the next one on one you have. Let's make sure we're on the same page. Let's regroup. You know, are you uh, are we on the same page? Am I thinking of this differently than what you're expecting? You know? Yeah. And it's an interesting thing, too, when you become too disconnected from someone on their vision. Right. Mm-hmm. So like so let's say that let's say that Jeremy and I are working on a project together and we haven't talked for weeks and he's way off and then I meet with him. I'm going to feel kind of nervous, especially if he's a executive coming at him with questions because I'm going to think in my head, oh, wait a minute. I should have been talking to you the whole time. Mm-hmm. Why am I so disconnected? Because you won't think that's their fault because you are not the VP. The expectation was on you to do that work. Now, is it a one-way street? Of course not. People that are in leadership roles should be thinking a lot about the way they communicate, how explicit they are, and the things they communicate, make sure they're clear. People often blast out communications, and they think, mm-hmm. I'm done. Not, not realizing that not everybody consumes information the same way, and also not everybody's going to be um, so... Uh, so open to expressing their opinion, mm-hmm. especially if they're new or their personality is very like passive. So one other indication, you just mentioned this, but I think it's worth like pointing it out. An indication that somebody is not on the same page as you, or even worse, is not trying to be on the same page with other people. Whenever you get an email, like you said, with a, a really long email, they just blast it out to a whole bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and they attach, you know, like some crazy looking PowerPoint deck or a Word doc or an Excel file. Yeah. The chances are very good they haven't really communicated what they're thinking with everybody else. Mm-hmm. Right. And that might be okay if it's just like a follow up from a meeting that you've had. But if it comes out of the blue, I've had those a lot. Oh, where yeah. Like I'll get uh, an Excel mm-hmm. sheet like, oh, hey, you know, we had some other meeting and this is the thing I had from this other thing. You know, here's, a, here's the, what we collected from that last thing six months ago. Right. Um, and you don't review it, right? There's a very good chance that a lot of the other people on that call, let's say you're on a call with five or six people, those people have either not read that document or forgotten about it, right? Yeah. And so you can't just expect those people to immediately say, oh, there's that thing, fine, whatever, let's just move forward. Um, that's a really good indication for me that that person is not communicating as well as they should. That's fair. And I think that the... We've been talking a lot about communication, but there are um, some other indications. Uh, I mean, to be fair, most of the things that will get you past a storm is early communication. But there are some things that you may want to watch out for when you do get on the same page mm-hmm. later. Hmm. And 
you're all on the same page and you all want to go make a decision and move forward. Is it the right time to make that call? So the storm mm. is over. The clouds are cleared. You see the rainbow. And now you want to make the call to move forward. Oh, interesting. And this is so the next phase. In this case, what you're saying is um, making a decision about the next thing too early could be an indication of a coming storm. You could create storms create storm. by making a decision, a hard, fast decision, at the wrong time. Interesting. Okay. You got to think about the consequences of your decisions when it comes to, especially when you're dealing with um, things that cost a lot of money, mm-hmm. like servers or infrastructure or people. Mm-hmm. You want to make a call, but you don't want to make it too early. Do you have an experience with that? I'm curious. Like, I do. I definitely do. When when you're making a, a so in so, when you're uh, building like let's say you're building software, you're building integration between two systems. The decision to choose a tool should come very late in the game, because you can mm. build it, build it, build it, build it. Then at the last minute, realize, okay, I built it so that any tool will work. Let's yeah. inject the tool now. We'll test it out. So from a UX side, that's very similar to some things that a lot of people do is they will uh, avoid testing completely, user usability studies, right? Yeah. Um, they might go do some research and interview people, um, do a bunch of designs, spend mm-hmm. a lot of time doing designs, send that to the engineers to start building without ever actually validating it first. Yeah. That's a really great indication that something might not go quite right later. Now, it's possible if it's a very simple interaction Maybe it's you know um, uh, something that's very familiar and you know it's going to work and maybe that doesn't really require validation. A lot of times, if it's enterprise software and it's really complex, mm-hmm. you might have a good idea, but there's a good possibility that that idea is not quite right. Maybe mm-hmm. need some tweaking. Yeah. Right? And it depends on how your software system set up. If you're you know doing agile and you're actually releasing every few sprints or something, and you can actually get feedback really often. Maybe you don't need to do a usability study ahead of time. Yeah. Um, but if it's, you know, traditionally speaking, if you're in an enterprise environment and they release very seldom, maybe once a few times a year, um, there's a good possibility you're building the wrong thing. So, you know. And you've been doing it for a while. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you spent a lot of money. The engineers spent a lot of money mm-hmm. building this thing. You paid a lot of money for that and all that stuff. So, yeah. so that's a really good indication, making hasty decisions. Um, that's a really great point. So those decisions that you made early on in the project, um, a lot of times upfront architectures will mm-hmm. do this. Um, there's some there's some folks who will say, well, architecture shouldn't involve any tools. Those are just details, you know. Okay. And that's a really really interesting way to look at it because if you build a system where, so basically my job as an architect is to provide the development teams options as many as possible mm-hmm. at a, and at at any time, provide them options. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, give them guidance on what's there, but also provide them options. If you think of it like that, maybe that's a lot of our jobs, providing people the best options going forward. You've got to give them vision. and You've got to give them direction. But then if something happens where they need to change course, let's say we can't afford tool A because mm-hmm. the licensing's really bad. Oh, no, we built everything for tool A. What are mm-hmm. we going to do? We thought ahead. We thought ahead. We didn't mm-hmm. think about the tool. We thought about something else. So in any case, interesting. So thinking ahead could actually not help you. Yeah. Or thinking ahead isn't what's hurting you. Deciding and and, and not being flexible. Deciding ahead. Deciding ahead, not being flexible. That's yeah. actually maybe a better way to put it. Yeah. That's so anyway, that that's um the the term for that is uh 
waiting to the the least. Uh, wait, is that that right? No, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> waiting to the last responsible <laughs> moment. That's what it's called. So the the waiting to that moment to make that call oh, okay. where it's the last time. Like okay, I don't. I'm gonna choose either. Let's for instance, I'm in. Let's talk about. I'm choosing Amazon services, or I'm gonna choose Microsoft services. Wait till the very last minute. Okay, we've we've got all the all the data sorted out. Um, we need to make a call because the budget's in. All this stuff. Mm-hmm. I did not need to go down that road beforehand because the week before, like Amazon, for instance, could have had some big snafu, and right. all of a sudden nobody wants to use their tool anymore because there was some big breach. And now I've committed too early. I'm going down the wrong road. Right. So it's like just you you may make the wrong decision, but you're going to make it with the with the most information possible. And that's my point okay. of the storm is cleared. Yeah. You've had those meetings. Don't create another one. All right. So indication. So talk like so I think the big ones for us are, are going to be things like, you know, the big release, big meetings, yep. decisions are, are just everybody's on the wrong page. The other ones though that are out of your control. Right. Those are the, yeah the Those business decisions. Um, you know, you, maybe you, the business units changes their course and decides something different, or um, you know, VP comes in with a different idea, vision, plan for the future, whatever. Um, you can't obviously. Uh, indicate there's no, not a lot of indications, especially if you're in a big company. Those mm. are all secret meetings. You have no idea until you hear about it on Forbes or Inc or something. So and so got a new CEO or whatever. I have a great analogy for this. Give me it. All right, hit me. So. Uh, from New Orleans, we have these uh, delicious pickles, okay? They're in these little pouches, and they're really spicy, oh, all right? The first time I had one of these pickles, I was biting into it. I was a young boy, a young buck, and I bit into that pickle, and I said, what the heck? That's the spiciest thing I ever had in my life. That's a spicy pickle. That's a spicy pickle. So that surprise, I could have never even guessed because I never had a spicy pickle before, mm-hmm. and there were no indications. There were no indications on the thing. Yeah, there wasn't right. a. There wasn't like a, a little guy on fire on the on the pouch. No little flames. No flames on the. No. no. Skull and it was just called like Tim's pickle. Tim's pickle. I don't honestly. You know what you're saying? This is a New Orleans thing. I have no idea what you're talking about. We're gonna. I'm gonna get you a spicy pickle. <laughs> All right. Are you talking about the pickles like a dill pickle you get at the convenience store in a little? Yeah, bag? a little bag. I, I mean those I, I didn't think those were spicy they make a spicy oh yeah they do oh, and they're I mean they're delicious I've seen there. the ones in Kool Aid in Kool Aid yeah you never seen that let's it's talk like about this se- oh, let's talk disgusting. about this so it's I'm so going gross. to the store okay tell me about I've it. made a decision to develop or to go and I want to eat that I want to eat a regular pickle I go to the store I buy the pickle in the in the pouch right I pull it out I'm eating it and it's sweet it tastes like a tastes like the Kool Aid man just jumped through Ooh. it. I mean, uh, you know, could I have bread and butter. That? I mean, I'm like, could I have I'm predicted all about that? bread and butter pickles? Yeah, sweet it's not pickles. bread and butter, Just but it would sweet, be like sweeter, sweet, the oh. wrong kind of sweet, like pickle candy. Yeah, like, Ugh. yeah, that's um, disgusting. You just—it's a ne'er do well pickle. What does this have to? <laughs> the reason I, I mentioned love, pickles, I love it. Bring it back. The reason Tell I mentioned pickles actually, is because I want to hear this. That spicy pickle, that spicy moment is the same situation that you're going to run into when you run into a situation uh, you okay. never anticipated. I see where you're all right? going with this. That's your spicy pickle moment. That's a, that's a spicy pickle You're moment. going to have a situation where the business completely changes strategy, you had no decision, or it changes name or changes something uh, that you didn't have any say in. And you're going to have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And hopefully it's as simple as learning to eat 
less smaller bites of a, of a big pickle. But maybe it's bigger than that. And you've got to be able to move on the fly. Having great communication with your team, yeah. regular syncs, that's going to help with all this anyway. So everything, every piece of little advice we've given, this whole thing, will help with not just the, the uh, situations where you know that something's coming down the road, yeah. but also the ones where you don't because you'll right. be aligned. So that's a big, that's a big one. Right, you the bet. ones you don't know, because those could make or break a situation. Obviously, I mean, oh, yeah. you know, the a project a defunded. Team. You know, you could literally. I mean, like the money goes away at that mm-hmm. point. Uh, maybe there's nothing to nobody communicate with, so you're done. Yeah. Um, but assuming it's not that bad, new problems ahead. Yeah, new problems ahead. Uh, assuming it's not that bad, um, to me, the situation always calls for communication. I can't think of a time when more communication is bad and that maybe that maybe that's the central thesis of this whole thing and honestly our last podcast a lot of it was communication we talked about it's a recurring thing for us so i think that it's also one of the biggest problems organizations have is getting together often communicating effectively so if your if your organization has any kind of communication training on uh internally or can be provided externally about how to better communicate with each other that is not wasted time a lot of people don't want to do those kind of trainings because they're like i can talk and write emails so why should i have a meeting to teach me how to better talk and write emails so you just brought a a good thing i i would say avoid is avoid lengthy emails oh that's a big one yeah people aren't going to read them they don't what i do you know what i do when i send a really long email because long emails sometimes are unavoidable but i always do a too long didn't read summary in the book. Oh, I've been doing that. It's been like, wonderful. Two sentences max, or maybe three or four bullet points. Here's exactly what I want you to get out of this. Because you know what? When I was young, a young buck, a young mm-hmm. UX designer, and I was like, nobody understands UX, and I'm going to tell them why I did this. And I would send mm-hmm. these like long emails. The last place I worked at, the startup, we had this product owner for one of the apps that we were working on. And the guy was, I don't know if anyone's ever taken the disc assessment out there. You ever taken the disc assessment? Yes, when the you go to the park test. and you kind of yeah. wait you for throw the dog the disc and, you throw the... and you see how far you can throw it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not this one. That's what different one I'm talking different about. Different one. Okay. Disc, it's like uh, uh, D-I-S-C. They all stand for different personality types. I was like a high C who's like analytical mm-hmm. and I like data and I want to give First you Kool-Aid data. First Kool-Aid now high C? Oh, go ahead. I never thought of that. <laughs> So uh, I got a high, million high of them. C and high C's really like you know analytics and mm-hmm. you have to convince me that I'm wrong with data right yeah a D is like I you know um, like a jerk kind of like yeah <laughs> they're very like they're not jerks they're, you know they're very much direct. like very direct dominant right I mean, dominant I think for. is what it stands for but you know they're the alpha male in the in the conversation alpha or or dog, female or female. Alpha person. Alpha person. Uh, and so um, I would send these like emails with like three or four paragraphs and he would respond to the first couple of sentences. Yeah. And I'm like, you missed the whole email. And the I realized. Meat. You missed the meat. You yeah. And I realized yeah. that the guy is just, he's got probably a million other emails he's trying to read. Ooh, you know he is. And he looks at this and he just, oh God, I can't, I can't do this. I can't and he just like, whatever, go. Yeah. And he just re- replies yeah. to the first one. Mm-hmm. So a TLDR. If you got to send an email, a long email, but the, the communication part. And we talked about this before in other episodes, and I feel like the answer to almost everything is communication and relationships. It's a lot easier to avoid these storms when you like the team you're working on. Absolutely. Right? This, is, so, this is one of the keys. Yeah, and so if you have a, a problem you're going to weather together, teamwork. 
right? Like, mm-hmm. think about, you know, you're on a, 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 you know, like a crew on a submarine or something. They're in, like, you know, thousands of feet underwater. They could die at any minute if, like, one little thing happens. They've got to work together to survive, even in, like, the simplest scenarios, right? Yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, it's very much the same thing for, you know, I'm not trying to compare <laughs> the two here because obviously they're different. But, um, you know, you, I hope you guys understand what I'm saying. So, like, in, um, in the case of the, the, the problems arising, you're much more likely to weather that storm together as a team, right? And, and it, it's, it's also has to do a lot with your, um, we talked about liking each other, get building relationships. Uh, Jeremy and I have been having conversations about trust because we notice that trust breaks down much quicker if you don't have a real relationship with someone. You don't know them well or you don't, you don't like care about their, them as people. Mm-hmm. Like your team, they're all people. They all have things going on. If you don't even know anything about the people that you work with, it's going to be very hard to empathize with them. It's going to be very hard to trust them. Right. Um, even when things get rough, when they make a mistake, you're going to lose trust very quickly. Yeah. And that actually goes back to something you mentioned. You said this to me a couple of days ago. We were in a call about something, and I was just like, oh, these knuckleheads, you know, they mm. always do this. And one of the things you said was, like, assume good intent or something. I can't remember exactly what you said, but it was basically something along the lines of, like, don't assume – that they did anything for any reason. They could have been busy. They could have just been forgetful. They might have not meant to do something, invite you to a meeting. Maybe it was a, you know, a misunderstanding. Um, and when you assume that everybody's against you, you tend to think that they're the enemy, mm-hmm. right? And then yeah, you absolutely. start to hold back. And then when you hold back, they hold back. And what happens and to the storm in that situation? What happens to that coming storm? Oh, it gets worse. The, it gets so much worse. It's so dark. Yeah. Clouds get darker. The clouds get darker. It's so much rainy. You see, start to see lightning. Yeah. It could just be a nice rainy day where yeah. everybody's playing outside right. and having a good time. Throwing some frisbee, throwing a disc around. You know, you yeah. Know, hanging a disc out. assessment. You got to throw some disc assessments yeah. around. But so you know, yeah, that is uh, that's the pickles. biggest thing. The the, the um. The, the the going back to that though you do that kind of thing with regular communication mm-hmm. you know maybe you're remote it's how you can't have regular calls that you're unless you schedule them you know yeah. so the regular sync I think plays into that yeah um, here's what we're working on today here's the some issues we had last week you know whatever do you have any feedback it doesn't even have to be people that it doesn't even have to be manager or subordinate kind of relationship it could just be two right two people you know on the team that are important to talk Derek and I you know we I don't report to him and don't report to me we, we catch up all the time to make sure mm-hmm. we're on the same page um then that goes also to the other thing with like don't leave people out right you know and I know a lot of times this happens because you just forgot or, oh well you know he's sitting right next to me or she's sitting right next to me well I just reached over and started talking to her instead of walking down the hall to talk to somebody else um but I think it's important to make sure that when you're doing these big projects especially that you're not leaving out a voice because that voice could have easily had um, some something they needed to say or something that was really critical of the conversation that you may have just left out. Yeah. Um, so I think that's really important. And again, that also goes back to the relationships. When you you know you you like somebody, you're less likely to leave them out. Um, it's weird. It all comes back to that. Yeah, it's funny you Everything say that because relationships. it's funny you say that because uh, we're not that different than we were in about first grade. My daughter's in first grade now, and she talks about some of the things that she deals with with her friends. And I think, you know, I deal with those things too. I just don't say them out loud. She didn't, she didn't invite me to play. Mm. She didn't invite me. She didn't, she didn't, she told me that I, I wasn't, I couldn't play, you know, uh, whatever with, with her and in, in that yeah, group. And now interesting, like when you leave someone out, 
you erode the relationship. You erode the ability for you to empathize with them. They don't want to empathize with you. And then all of a sudden, your trust, your trust, like ability, your trust strength goes down. Mm. And then you make a simple mistake, and they don't want to work with you anymore because they remember that time that you left them out of that thing. Um, yeah. No, that's interesting. That's a good point. I never thought about that. Kids, it's funny because I just consider myself like an older kid sometimes. Yeah. I, I'm an older kid with uh, more money, more responsibility, more debt. <laughs> uh, I'm, yeah, I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm like. Yeah, I wouldn't say any of the, any of this is like. I feel like when I was a kid, I used to think a lot about responsibility and and how oh I don't want to get old because I have all this responsibility. Right now, I can sit and not worry about anything. It kind of all ended up evening out, and maybe that's just like you're dealing with stress, or whatever. But um, I did want to. I did want to kind of. Uh, take this because i think i can from this point wrap it all back around wrap it around Derek. all right so here's what i want everyone that's watching this or listening this to do i want you to go outside on a rainy day come down to new orleans if you like even during mardi gras it's mardi gras season here in new orleans yeah you're right get yourself a spicy pickle get yourself some high c maybe some kool-aid um and make some friends have some fun jump around jump around um because you know that's how everything gets. That's yeah, you that's, know, man, work, some relationships. That's the other thing. You know, this is the thing that I, I take out of all this. Um, work can be very stressful. Sure thing. Sometimes, um, but it doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't have, have doesn't to. Doesn't have be. to all think, these storms. Uh, it, it all depends on who you work with. It all depends on how you communicate with them. It all depends. And you know, it's funny because we we get these like uh, these interns that come every every few months. Um, we get a few of them a year, and every one of them consistently has said this is the best. You know, internship or rotation, whatever they've ever environment, had. yeah. And it's I don't think that's by accident. To be perfectly honest, I think it's a lot of it is the fact that the team communicates well, and we tend to not have a lot of issues because of that. Mm-hmm. We like each other, we communicate, and therefore things generally go our way. It's not an accident, you know. Right. It's not like we're lucky. And then sometimes we'll work with people outside of this team. And that tend to, tends to be when a lot of the issues. Well, it could occur be challenges because you know, I mean, maybe just, they maybe they need to work on some of that stuff. Well, they well, that or we're not communicating with them, or you know, one of the things actually, this is interesting. I just thought of this, but one of the things that we might need to look out for, and, and people need to look out for, is when you build a really strong relationship with your team at work, it's really easy to fall into the us versus them trap. It sure is. Like That's we've true. got a good team, and it's our team, and it's not us. Or immediately when you leave someone out of something, yeah, that could happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, us versus yeah. So them. that's something actually I just thought of that, but that's something I like to look out for. Yeah. If you do build a really close network at work, make sure you are including people when they should be included. Um, that's a big thing to look out for. I just so, just to end it, um, let's do one quick "The Coming Storm." Uh, ready? One, two, three. The, the coming, coming storm. storm. All right. Thanks, everybody for uh, joining us here today on the Retro Time Podcast with Jeremy it. and Derek. Yeah, and we, we got some links. You. We got RetroTimePodcast.com. Yeah, you're right, we do. Are you setting up a Twitter account? Oh, I already got it. You got it? You got yeah. it? All now, right. here's the problem. I Twitter keeps changing. Media, so. Twitter keeps changing the name, so I got to get, once the name's ready, I'm going to share it with uh, what do you, uh, all of our fine listeners. It? I don't understand. They, they provide you a name if the name oh. doesn't exist. They don't tell you, like, oh, that name's not available. They just give you, like, a stupid name. So I got to come up with a clever version of Retro Time Podcast. Retro Time Podcast is taken? It's taken. Who's Retro Time Podcast? I don't know. I don't know. Knuckleheads. Yeah, I know. I got to reach out to those guys. Uh, You know what? We'll figure it out. And when we do, we'll let you know. We appreciate Um, you. Yeah, for sure. 
That's it. Hey, and listen, before you go, tell your mom and then we said hi. Who that? Next time, guys. Next time. The, the Coming, coming Storm. Storm.